Hello and welcome to Podcast Ally. My name is Santiago and I'm one of the account leads at the company. I'm constantly researching and pitching podcasts to connect podcasters with top-notch guests. That's why learning what podcast hosts look for in a guest directly from the source is an unmissable opportunity. Today, I'm with Golcan, host of Money Mindset with Golcan. She's a London-based international speaker, podcaster, intuitive life coach, money mindset expert, and a mother. Gold helps entrepreneurs break free from limiting beliefs about money so that they can live a life of unlimited abundance. I'm thrilled to be here with Gold today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Santiago. I'm absolutely excited to be here. It's excellent to have you here. It's the first time that we're talking actually to each other. We've had a lot of email exchanges. We've worked together in the past with some guests. And one thing that I noticed that I found really interesting about your show is the format. I noticed when listening to a couple episodes and just like the overview of it, that you break your episodes into two interviews. There's the Friday feature where you dig into the story of each expert. And then the money talk is where there's more actionable advice, more about the their insights. So I was wondering, why did you decide to split your content that way instead of just the more traditional hour-long format uh, that most podcasts have? Well, that's a great question. It, it didn't happen intentionally. It happened by default. Initially, when I first launched the podcast, we had two episodes where it was my solo episode, Mondays and Wednesdays. And Fridays, we had these inspirational stories. And I was really keen on um, learning about people who've overcome their adversities, built money and abundance and financial wealth for themselves. However, it became apparent to me that these people that I, I was interviewing had a lot more to teach. And I didn't want to ask them and sort of bury their the sort of teaching in the hour-long episode. I was very very aware of the fact that the, the attention span is about 25 minutes to a half an hour max. So I didn't want the episodes to go over at the hour, but I thought, okay, so how can I showcase these, these amazing individuals and learn from them as well, not just learn from their story, not just for inspirational purposes, but now actually use them to teach. So it just naturally fell that I thought, okay, so Monday is became my solo episode where I teach something or I'll teach something from my life or that I'm, I'm learning as I go. That is always say I'm a working progress. So Monday is has become my almost like a vlog or podcast episode of or, or teaching something for my life that I've learned. Then Wednesday then became the episode where we ask our, our experts to share a piece of knowledge, a strategy, or methodology that the audience can take away in bite-sized amount and actually learn from it. I do listen to podcasts quite a lot, and I find in an hour-long episode the teaching aspect somehow gets lost within the entire episode or the inspirational story gets lost and it's that was the that was the point behind really so when I decided that I wanted to learn from my guests we just gave them a a different slot hence Friday feature remained as it was but money talkies was born and um, that became a Wednesday episode does that answer your question absolutely and I love that answer because as a podcast consumer as well I've run into that issue where Sometimes I'm looking for the insights and I have to dive into the episode and dig and jump between several timestamps to find like the nugget of information that I'm looking for, which is different from when I'm actually interested in the expert and I listen to the entire episode and I can have time to sort of digest everything that they're saying. So it's nice that it's broken into two pieces. So if there's anyone that is just interested in the business advice, they can do so. And if they want to listen to both of them, that's very easy to 
browse through as well. Yeah, I mean, I have people who've told me that they actually listen to the Wednesday one first and they, they are so blown away by the piece of advice. Sometimes they listen to, then they go back and listen to the Friday feature because they want to see, okay, what's, the, what's this person's story? What's their background? Who are they? And that happens as well because a lot of the times when we want to learn, we want to learn from people that we like. And this is why I think Friday feature has always been so popular because everyone likes the, the, you know, the, the hero's journey. Everyone likes the underdog who's sort of overachieved. And we put these people on these pedestals and make these superstars. And we fail to realize half the time that those superstars were once like you and I, average Joe Bloggs, who just worked on the mindset and worked really hard and are now superstars and they truly deserve to be there. But they were once upon a time, just like you and I. Absolutely. Yeah, there's always a struggle behind. And I bet, yeah, like if you find someone that is very charismatic or that you feel yourself drawn to, I can see how you can go from going backwards from the uh, from the money talk into the Friday feature. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you also mentioned that you decided to break it down so the insights don't get lost. While listening to some of the money talk is I noticed that in the show you aim to help entrepreneurs deal with goal fatigue, with unfulfilled potential. Uh, why do you think so many entrepreneurs run into these issues? Why do they have like such a hard time figuring this out? I think there's lots of misinformation out there. I think there's not lack of information. I think there's information overload. And this idea that we should be doing 100 things at once has been drummed into uh, us by people like Gary Vee and others. Don't get me wrong, I have the utmost respect for Gary Vee and he's done amazingly well. But this hustle has her attitude, which has come a lot from the online space as well, I think has exhausted a lot of these entrepreneurs. And because I'm a very spiritual person, the kind of entrepreneurs who are attracted to me, who listen to my podcast, are very spiritual beings. And these spiritual beings are not ones who want to be working 24-7. They want to have fulfillment, not just financially, but spiritually and in the health and in relationships. And this is what I, I aim to bring to the surface. I try to showcase that you can have it all. You can have amazing relationships. You can have amazing health and you can have an amazing business without working yourself to the ground. Yes, of course, you have to take action. You can't be sitting on the backside and you know, charging affirmations and expecting you know, bundles of money to fall into your lap. However, if you think you're going to go out there and just hustle your way to the top, then you're mistaken too. Because you end up sacrificing some other area of your life, most likely your health or your relationships. If you want to have health, wealth and relationships, then you need to work on your mindset. I mean, you have to come from a space of abundance, not space of lack. And a lot of the time, the culture we have, the hustle culture comes from lack and scarcity. So I always tell people, if one strategy can work from 10 people, that same strategy has to be able to work for you. The only reason why it's not working for you is because you, there's something wrong with your mindset. And so I, I would say in any success, in any area, in any, any niche, it doesn't matter which industry you're in, it's 80% mindset and 20% strategy. And therefore you need to focus on your strategy, on your mindset first. And of course, I'm not saying strategies are important. Of course, learn the strategies, but you don't have to go, you know, jump from one to the other, to the other. That's what a lot of these entrepreneurs do nowadays. The, the shining object syndrome you know let's go do ig now let's go tiktok now let's go on youtube let's go x y and z on here's the next new thing that's come out the clubhouse whatever instead of focusing and jumping on all these different platforms and all these different strategies you can pick one strategy and make it work as long as you have the correct mindset and this is what I try to educate people on. And I showcase all these different people from all the different walks in life with all the different, you know, from bricks and mortar businesses to online businesses. 
and all these people have done well and the 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 tagline for Friday Future exactly is this how these people change their life by changing their mindset so working on mindset comes first strategy and methodology and action comes second yeah and I think it plays a lot into sort of your brand as a whole of of energy and helping entrepreneurs breaking out of their limit and beliefs by working on mindset first and you mentioned that that you're a very spiritual person and that that also plays into the mindset part of what of the advice that you're trying to do. I was wondering when you're deciding which guests you want to be on, do you consider that they, they're also spiritual or that they have like a tactical takeaway first or you mainly focus on their story? Like what makes you decide who you want to bring on the show? Oh, very simply. One, I'm very, very intuitive. So I've honed my intuitive skills very, very well. I can look at a one sheet and pretty much guess who I want, who I don't want. But most of the time, if they have a story that I like, then that's the person I want to interview. It's not necessarily how much they've achieved. It's usually their stories. And usually on the, on one sheet, when people send it through, they have these gazillion things that these people have done and achieved all these accolades and so forth. So that's not really relevant to me. My concern is when I look at the person's picture and when I look at their backstory, do, do they resonate with me? Do I like them? And if I like them, then because I remember the, my audience, my the people who listen to my podcast are those people who like me. So if they resonate with me, they will resonate with people that I like. And therefore, you know, like attracts like. Therefore, if I like them, my audience will like them. And that's basically my criteria. Simple as that. It's very, very simple. I don't have a 10 point checklist or anything like that. I don't care if someone's starting out or someone's established for 20 years. My concern is, do I like them as, as a person? Do I want to have a cup of coffee, a cup of tea with them and have a discussion about life in general and about business? Yes. Okay. Let's invite them over and let's have a chat. And that strategy has worked really well for me because most, most of the time, actually all the time so far, I have yet to come across, apart from this one particular time where I didn't connect that well with the guest, but she still had an amazing story. She wasn't very spiritual. So she came from a very strategic point of view and anything with religion and God was not her, her forte. So I, I didn't connect with her because I'm very, very uh, spiritual. I'm, I'm very, very religious. And I, it doesn't matter what, what name tag you give to divine synergy. I like people and resonate more people with people who connect with universal energy. It doesn't matter what name tag to give that, to that universal energy. But that's just one out of, you know, over 300 episodes we've got, or about 360 episodes now. So most of the time I connect with people. But yes, it's true. I connect more with people who believe in universal energy, who do have a spiritual connection with universe, with God, with Allah Subhanahu Well, I'm Muslim, I, and I have it with Allah Subhanahu Taala. But it doesn't matter if it's with Buddha, you know, Jesus, Ram, it doesn't matter which universal energy, as long as they are spiritual. And that's something that I think automatically comes through in the wording, in who they are, in the personality, and that's reflected in the one sheet. Now, it's great to hear that the stories are more important than the accolades. There are some times that we work with guests that are just starting out or they haven't had that many interviews. So they're relying a lot of the story and what they're bringing them there. And we think that's very powerful, even if they're not as like the CEO of a huge startup or uh, have a lot of accolades over like 20 years. Yeah. Keep in mind, the CEO of a, of, a, of a Fortune 500 company was once somebody building a startup. So that doesn't really matter. It's the individual behind the story, which is more important. Absolutely. And the journey as well. And the journey. Absolutely. Like what brought them there. Yeah. Uh, you also mentioned during your, your last answer that you cross over 300 episodes, which is, wow, that's, like a huge accolade 
you mentioned like a, a little tiny like hiccup with one of the guests, but uh, over those 300 episodes, what has been your like most memorable moments of producing the show? Are there like any guests that particularly stuck out to you? Any stories that were like great? I mean, we've been very fortunate. So we're coming up to 370, ever coming close to 370 episodes now. So we are coming close to the 400 mark. Like, as I mentioned, I think off, off record that, you know, we, we just crossed over 700,000 downloads. So we've done really well. And we've had some of the biggest um, names, superstars on as guests. And I'm very fortunate to be able to interview them. But the stories that stuck out to me are the ones which were most heart-wrenching. I mean, there's the one story that comes out to me. And there's actually both are of um, single parents. One is a, a lady who I interviewed, I think, just a, just a few, a couple of months ago. And she, her partner died literally suddenly um, in his sleep. Uh, I think when they, the two daughters were really, really young. And she had she's just started a business, had let go of a corporate job and started a business. And then she had to you know, deal with his grief, uh, the loss of her, uh, this amazing, loving husband, um, while being a full-time parent to two young children with a third child that was that came along later on anyway and it was just amazing her story was just absolutely incredible and the strength of her convictions and strength of her character and the fact that she decided to have the third child as a single parent you know without her partner um because she wanted to honor his memory it was just unbelievable that story was absolutely brilliant and I think it's I can't remember the name of the guest now, but I wish I could remember the game. Yes, I would I would mention it. But she was really, really inspiring. Another one that I found absolutely hands down brilliant was this lady who was raped at the age of 16, had a child uh, from that child who actually had mental illnesses and had uh, you know learning difficulties, went on to have, get married, have four children, and um, three of which actually still, I think not all of them actually have um some sort of uh, difficulty with learning you know but she didn't she was able to build her life up she didn't abort the child that she came from that the, the rape at 16 she, she gave birth to that child became a mother to that child had three other children and then went on to build a life and then when she left her husband which was really abusive she ended up sleeping in the car park in one of the one of the stores or something um overnight with her four children in the freezing cold and from there, she's moved herself up to now where she's built herself up on Amazon as an Amazon seller is now a seven-figure earner. Now, that is one heck of a story. And that's something that stayed with me. And that's an amazing lady. And she has a daughter who has, I think is a teenager and she has difficulty. So she wasn't able to go to college or she is going through college or community college. She wasn't able to go to one of these Ivy Leagues. She went to a community college because of various things. Yet she has taught the skill, life skill of... Uh, you know, on working at e-commerce on Amazon to her daughter, who was able to then, at the age of 19, buy herself a house. So this this kind of lady, that kind of story that she has, not just for herself, but her daughter, what she's able to, the skills she's able to pass on to her children and the inspiration she is to her children, as well as to people like you and I, those are the stories that stick with me. So yes, I've, I've interviewed people who are eight figures, nine figures, you know, people who are doing amazingly well, and uh, both men and women alike, and they're fabulous, from Amanda Holmes to um, Brian Golden and so forth. But though their stories are amazing and great and lovely to hear, but they don't stick with you the way this lady's did. So that's why... 
when I, as, as a podcast host, I feel really privileged that I get to listen and hear and go through these stories of so-called everyday individuals who are not seen as rock stars as, as some of the others, yet are people who are, for me, truly inspirational. Yeah, I'm already feeling inspired just hearing you talking about them. It's all about a great display of resilience. Yeah. And even, as you mentioned, like at the start of the, of the interview, like, all about the mindset, how your guest was able to pass on that entrepreneurial mindset to her daughter. With learning difficulties, by the way, she's got speech yeah. impediments, so she's not able to speak properly. And therefore, she's had difficulty, you know, in school or throughout because she was seen to be not so smart and or dumb and so, et cetera. Yet she now, at the age of 19, owns her own house and, and paid through her cash on her business. Yeah, incredible. Like in spite of all those challenges, getting to those goals at such an early age. Yeah. I'm going to add something else here because I think this also adds into the fact that I am so spiritual. I really do believe that God does not make mistakes and God does not, um, divine energy does not, um, you know, play favorites. And so every one of us has this unique talent and abilities that we need to nurture and sort of work on and stop comparing ourselves to somebody who has college education, somebody who has a doctorate or somebody who's born with a silver spoon in their mouth and they're, they're born into wealth. We all have the unique abilities to create our life that we want and we are given the choices and we are given the resources as and when we're required and therefore we can go and create a life of our dreams and stop playing the victim card saying that God doesn't give me X, Y, and Z. As long as we have faith and in God in ourselves, we can create a life of our dreams and these stories reinforce that belief for me and for those people listening to the podcast. I agree. You have to play the hand you're given and it's all about the hard work and making the most out of it. It's the mindset. I don't believe in hard work. I think that the hardest people I see working are the ones who work, do the labor, daily labor. They're on the road or they're on the brick laying or whatever. That's hard work. That's labor. I think when I say hard work, I want people to not do hard work. I want them to lead into faith and lean into their talents, unique talents and abilities and know that whatever desire they have, they can make it they can make it into reality because if they they would have the ta if they had been given a desire they've been given the resources or would be given the resources if they make a decision to make that reality that's the manifestation they're in for you yeah yeah i meant uh, more of like taking the initiative more than yes like yes. the proper hard work I'm interrupting this episode because I know you're here because you want to leverage podcast interviews. Maybe you're looking to grow your network or bringing new leads, or maybe you've been invited on a podcast and you're looking to get more intentional and proactive with reaching out to podcasts to suggest yourself as a guest. And most likely you're listening because you're looking for some help. Either you want some help with your messaging or just brainstorming the right podcast to reach out to. Well, you're in the right place, my friend. Our podcast planning intensives mean you don't have to do it alone. They're led by senior members of our pitch team who are working with podcasts every single day and me, which means you get two extra brains working on your podcast outreach and the programming. We'll work with you to identify which podcasts will bring you closer to your goals and write up your own personal pitch scripts for those shows. We'll help you put together a plan to leverage every interview and we'll give you the context you need to book those interviews. Plus, we support you as you start that outreach process. Sound like a dream? Come on over to podcastally.com forward slash VIP to learn more about our podcast planning intensives and to get the help you're looking for. That's podcastally.com forward slash VIP. 
where you can find all the info and book an intensive. Now, let's get back to the show. Moving on into another part of, of your whole profile that I found interesting when doing my research was that I, I saw that you're on top of being a podcaster. You're also a radio host with Moony Magic. And I was very curious to know what's it like being a radio host, if you've noticed any differences between being on radio and doing podcasts. Um, honestly, not so much. Um, I've actually played, I've not done as many episodes on that because I've been so busy with my podcast, but I am looking to go back into radio. I am, as we speak, looking into my local radios and trying to see if I can have a regular spot in there with them and being able to have a conversation with people. The best thing about being on the radio is if people call in, which we did have a, a time, then we can have this live conversation. At the moment, it's just you and I talking. But on the radio, if people call in, we can have a live discussion. We can have uh, a conversation with them uh, about something or if I can help them live there and then, then that is amazing. And being able to share my experience with others and listen to their experience and getting people's um, instant feedback is an amazing, amazing, uh, amazing feature of radio. Interesting. So it's more of the live element and sort of uh, unfiltered, like live on radio. Exactly. Otherwise, it's not it's not different to to, to having a uh, recorded podcast. Yeah, I, I would imagine like they're very similar formats, but um, I bet there was some quirks and some different like uh, details that would make that would make them slightly different, or like that would make you have a uh, a slightly different approach to them. The only difference is with the with the live when when you do a live radio, you have to do it at a particular time. And uh, and there's a possibility of people calling it. But once it's recorded, it's very similar. Interesting. That actually leads me to my next question, which is I wanted to ask you a few questions about how you'd like to be pitched, how those guests get to be on the show. And I was wondering if you invite a lot of guests yourselves, perhaps from your network or people you know, versus guests that get pitched to you. Do you have like a balance between invitees and people who approach you? It used to be, I'm, I'm more open to being pitched at the moment now, purely because I don't have the time to go and invite people and do the research. I do have team members who do the work, but the, the quality of people that come through and the number of people asking to be on the podcast is so vast. And so there's so many amazing people out there. I tend to be more now when people send me their requests that I look, look through. And also, and now there's something for, for people to know, I find that you know, people who are pitched to me are like the gems. They, you know, people have, they haven't gone on as, as many big podcasts um, and maybe one of the big ones that they've pitched to. So their story is more unique and new compared to somebody else who's, you know, whose story who has been on, on the top 100 podcasts and everybody knows who they are and everybody knows their story. And it's not different. It's not unique. The, the, the two stories I've mentioned are very unique and different. And they're probably, maybe in a few years time, maybe they've done the circuit and then a lot of people will be aware of their stories. But at the moment, not many people know those stories. And it's nice to be able to bring something fresh to the market rather than having the same guests on the, on, on the same podcast, like all these major ones do. I'm a big podcast fan. And I I do get bored of the same people coming on different podcasts and I listen to them again. The only person I'll listen to multiple times is Dr. Joe Dispenser. Apart from that, everybody else I get bored of, unfortunately. So I've heard the stories a gazillion times and I'm no longer interested in listening to the stories anymore. That's my personal opinion. Okay, so you're, you're leaning towards pitches now because it helps you 
find those diamonds in the rough and sort of the stories that you mentioned. Exactly, exactly, yeah. I want to listen to and bring to my audience these really inspiration stories, people that they haven't heard from before, and at the same time support the, these new entrepreneurs who deserve it. Absolutely, like this is great advice for our listeners and even for myself as well uh, when I'm looking at pitches to make them more story-driven yeah. and seeing that that can catch the eye of a, of a host if the story is interesting enough another tip i would give you is do do follow up please do follow up you know there are there are stories that i've seen i'm like oh this is really good i'll come back to it and i completely forgot until someone's in a bump up I'm like oh just bumping this message for you again and i'm like oh yeah i'm sorry i forgot to reply and i would reply back so doing a follow-up is really important great that's great confirmation we do follow up usually once um but if we if we really believe in the in the guest and we really believe in the story we might follow up once or twice after that but yeah that's also a, a suggestion that i would give to anyone that's pitching either regular media or podcast host it's always nice to have a reminder on the guest story talking about like finding those diamonds in the rough i was wondering how many pitches do you get in a given week like 50 or 100 and out of those 100 like how many make it to the show i, I get anywhere from about 20 to 50 pitches per week but I don't, I honestly don't look at all of them. I do get most of my um, team members to have a look and then they, they say, yes, I think this is, this is something that you'll be, you know, you'll be interested in. If, if I have the time, I will go through the email. I'm not saying I'm not going to, but more likely than not, it's usually that my, my team members will go through first and I will have a look after. Perfect. And out of the guest pitches that do come through the filter and that you get to review, uh, are there any particular details or things that stand out to you? You mentioned that uh, the story is very important, but I, I was wondering if there's like perhaps a mention of like their social media following or if they have any projects, like if they're coming up with a book or something, anything aside from the story. Honestly, I don't pay attention to all of these metrics at all. And I'll tell you why. Because I think if someone has 4,000 or someone has 40,000, if someone has 40,000 followers, yes, of course, we are going to look at that. That Obviously, that helps us as well because they can share with us. But that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is, do I connect with the individual? Do I like the individual? That's it. Plain and simple. Yeah, very plain and simple. My gut feeling, do I like this individual on paper? Um, even the person I said who I didn't connect with, it's not like I didn't like her. She was a lovely, lovely person. We just, uh, we come from very different um, places. I'm deeply, deeply, deeply spiritual. And therefore anybody who is atheist or doesn't, I don't connect with them in that level because I believe in, you know, on heavily relying on God. But just because we don't connect doesn't mean they're not a nice person. It's basically whether I connect with them and therefore we, I can have a deep conversation with them because I, I don't like these conversations to be, artificial or come across commercial or bland i like to have a deep conversation with my guests and that's how i like to portray them as my guest as a friend rather than me talking to a robot and getting answers out of them that's why i, I purposely never give them any questions i say to them this is what we're going to talk about and then in the money talk you say well what what do you want to talk about i purposely ask them what can you teach them right now without preparation without anything and so I, I go for this signature talk or signature strategy that they're able to converse with me about without looking at notes without looking at prior preparation and I promise you that works so brilliantly because then they don't have time to 
fret about or think about things, they go into the zone of genius and they're able to bring forward to me what's highly valuable that they really feel that they should share with the audience. Yeah, and it makes for a more organic conversation. Absolutely. Which at, at the end of the day, it makes it a little more compelling for the audience. If they're charismatic, if they know what they're saying, if they feel confident, it comes out through the interview and it makes the listeners more interested in, in what's actually being said. 100%. So I really like that approach. And you mentioned that you pick a lot of the guests that you like based on, on their story and how you like them on paper and on your intuition. I noticed that you usually have a lot of great female entrepreneurs and you like to uplift their voices. So I wanted to ask you, or can you tell us more about your decision to feature these women success stories? Honestly, it wasn't intentional and it's still not intentional. It's, I only became aware of that fact when you brought it to my attention. And like I said, it's, if it's a story, do I connect with that story? Do I resonate with that story, with who they are? And that's it. And it may have come across that maybe more females have stronger stories or I connect with them more and therefore I've showcased them more. But this wasn't intentional. I wasn't ignoring men and bringing women to the forefront. <laughs> but I do feel that a lot of females have very powerful stories and they're actually the underachievers because men have all these accolades and have all these, you know, they've done this, 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 and this. And women may not have a, as large a social media following or may not have as many achievements under the belt, but they've overcome so much more in terms of personal adversity and personal circumstances. And I think that's more inspirational and therefore that's why I showcase. Absolutely. Yeah, it's again all about the journey. Sometimes we may have like a, a some extra struggles in the way that might be interesting to to bring out. But yeah, all of us go through the through difficult journeys as well. But I, I thought it was interesting that you were highlighting women's voices, and I, I thought that was very impressive as well. It just happened by default, but I'm glad it, that it has happened that way because I think more female need to come forward and show that. They can uh, be great mothers, great wives, great um, grandmothers, and great entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Completely agree with that. Going back a little into how you produce the show and how, how you build the structure of the podcast, I was wondering, how do you usually plan and record your episodes? Do you usually do them all in a batch, like in a week, or do you plan as you go? Or do you record individual episodes here and there? Uh, what's usually your process when recording? Um, there's two sets. So the ones for Fire Feature Money Talkies, that's for, for our guests. We record them together on the same day. It used to be separate, but now we, we changed the format a while ago. I have a set time and people book that time on, on the Tuesday. And we try to make sure that we cater for all time zones because we do have people from all walks of life wanted to come on the podcast. But, you know, those two, the guest episodes, for me, it literally is, I record on Sunday evening and releases on Monday morning. It's literally ad hoc. And I'll tell you why. The initial episodes, there was structure to them and there was a reason for it. Everything I need to teach in terms of strategy, I've already taught in the early episodes. So now this Monday episodes has become more of a learning game. So I've if I learn something, I teach about it. If I learn something that, that I want to talk about more about faith, I, I talk about that. Whatever's happened to me during that week, in terms of the lessons I've acquired or the confirmations I've had, or I try to instill a lot of faith and belief in the unknown, in the in universal energy. 
So leaning more towards a spiritual podcast more than anything else, where I sort of bring out the fact that you are amazing and you can do amazing things, but you can lean on the supernatural. You can lean on devices, energy, universal energy, universe, and allow the universe to support your dreams, to support your actions. But you have to have faith and positive expectations. So that's usually where we are at the moment. And I don't plan for these. I literally sit down and think, okay, and I don't have notes either. So none of my episodes, if you notice, I go in a flow and I just flow. I don't have notes at all. I have a topic in mind and that topic is decided literally five minutes before I sit down to speak. I'm quite in a privileged position to be, you know, to be able to sit down and pick a topic and just have a half an hour discussion about it. I have that kind of mind. I'm a public speaker, I suppose. Um, so I, I'm not concerned with, okay, I'm going to run out of things to say. And so I sort of deeply connect intuitively with what topic needs to be spoken about today or what topic does someone need to listen to today. And that's the topic that I talk about in that half an hour slot for when it comes to me. So as I said, there's two ways to record. The ones for my guests is done separately, but for myself, my solo episodes, which is on Mondays, I can I have a bit more leeway with that. And I'm I I take a bit more um, risks with that. Yeah, you trust your intuition and also your skills, like you mentioned, you're as a speaker as well. So it definitely shows in the solo episodes. Yeah, I, I just get I can just switch on the camera and switch on the record button and speak for half an hour, 45 minutes nonstop without without having to look at notes. Yeah, that's great. And, and if people keep tuning in, that means that uh, you're on the right track and that you have valuable insights for them as well, which is great. I do. Yes, I, I think so. I think so. I really do believe I do. And I think a lot of the time. If I'm talking and you're listening, then you were brought there by the universe because there's something I have to say that you need to hear. And now that you mentioned that there's a plan and there's some intention and a path that it's meant for us, I, I wanted to ask you, how do you see yourself in the future? What hopes and what do you think is the plan for money mindset in the future? Well, that's a great question. So there's two places where we're going. So at the moment, we're, we're not as heavy on YouTube. So we are looking to take our podcast more on YouTube. So we've got all these episodes we need to make, you know, release on YouTube, our YouTube channel. So I also want to take our podcast onto TV. So we've got, we bought the rights to have our own channel on Roku TV and Amazon Fire Stick and I think Apple TV. So those are the few uh, avenues that we'll have. So we'll have our own TV show there. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm speaking to uh, radio, local radio shows where I can be a host uh, on a weekly show or a monthly show or something where I can connect to people and have live call-ins. Wow. You have a lot of plans to diversify formats, I see. Yes. Even a TV show that's very bold and very like ambitious. I really like that plan. Yeah, that's where I, I will not be doing that for my home office. So that I need to be looking for a place where we can sort of um, hire out maybe an Airbnb or something for a day and do a batch recording of those episodes. Yeah, it's it's a whole different obstacle to tackle, which is like what we discussed before, like the, the small differences between radio and podcast that also goes between audio podcast and video podcast. There's also like things to hone in. Very interesting. I really like that plan. I, I wish you the best of luck on that and I'd be the first, the first to check those video episodes. Thank you. Talking about plans, I also wanted to mention your workshop for coaches, consultants, and CEOs who've been struggling with inconsistent income for three months or more, 
like you can check Gold's five-day workshop to learn the five energy tools you need to become a client magnet and create cash flow on demand without needing to work harder or work longer hours. You can find that workshop on moneymindsetmakecoverworkshop.com slash live workshop. Is there anything that you would like to add about that? Currently at the moment, it's a free workshop with a VIP upgrade. So if you want to have a more intimate discussion with me and ask some questions, then go for the VIP upgrade. Otherwise, come along to that workshop. If any of you missed the last one, depending on when this episode gets released, there probably will be another one that we do. So we do this intimately throughout the year, at least three to four times throughout the year. So sign up to the next available one whenever you get to listen to the episode. And it's worth your time. It's not like anything else you would have seen on the internet or YouTube. They are my signature methods and tools. And then we have amazing stories, testimonies that come out from just these five days. And that's why it's been a very successful workshop for us for, for the last few years. That's great. And it's nice to hear that it's free, that you're actually making the knowledge available to anyone who's willing to, to change their mindset and really go for new beliefs and kind of rework the way they approach their business too. So I really like that. And if there's anyone that's interested in just diving deeper or connecting directly with you, it's great to have that option too. Thank you. We reached the end of the interview. Goal. this has been such a pleasure. I really enjoy having you with me and you shared a lot of interesting feedback on being pitched and how you like to be pitched and actually the power of stories that I really enjoyed throughout this conversation. I would highly recommend that everyone go and subscribe to Money Mindset with Gold Can on the podcast player of your choice. Any episode is a great starting point, but for me, episode 346 with Kimba Cooper-Martin really attracted me. She talks about using gamification to improve your business, and I really resonate with Kimba's approach of making your business inherently motivating, not just for you as the owner, but also for uh, any of your clients and not the audience that you're bringing into your service. So I thought that was a very interesting approach. I hope that more people and more businesses like gamify and make it appealing to approach them. And that goes to show like all the diverse uh, set of insights that they can find on your show. So I would suggest that one, episode 346. But anywhere where you jump in, you'll have a great time. Thanks again, Gold, for joining me and sharing so much with us. Thank you. Thank you so much, Santiago. It's been fabulous talking to you. Thank you.